Welcome to Self-Discovery Radio, where the discovery of self is just a show away. Hi, everyone. This is Suma Nathan, your aging glass for you.com, Snake Oil Woman, with my other host, Bill Mackey, Smoking Dog, and our very special guest today, who is Natalie Herman, who is the author of two books and has been on a journey that is unbelievable, and we hope that you uh, heard our part one because that was absolutely sensational and what a journey that Natalie has been on. She is not only an author, she's a trainer and uh, she has written a daily blog uh, with the Conscientious Living online community where she is in Virginia. And of course, since we are on the internet, everyone can listen to her story and look into her two published books, which we are going to discuss today. So, Natalie, let's get that going here, and let's get that on. Okay. So, we had a fantastic story about how Natalie got to this point, and her story is so, so, it's just so right on that everyone has experienced part of the story that Natalie has told us about her life and how she got to be in where she is now, how she got to be on this book, which is entitled The Art of Good Habits, Health, Love, and the Presence of Prosperity. And her other book is The Daily Enlightenment, 365 Days of Spiritual Reflection. So, Natalie, tell us a little bit more. Just do a little tiny segment of how you got to this point and what you're doing now and and what is happening with the books and what they tell your tale. Uh, Well, I guess let me begin by talking just for a minute about Daily Enlightenments because that was the book that came first. Uh, Mm -hmm. it's, It's really designed as a way of spiritually grounding ourselves, but not in things that are hard to grasp, in things that are very down-to-earth and practical and easy to understand and absorb. Every every day is just one page is dedicated to every day, so it's maybe five minutes of reading. And I think that in our incredibly busy world, and I was talking about a little bit at the end of our last conversation, it's it's very difficult to find time to do a lot of reading sometimes, and this is a way of very briefly connecting to what matters, if you will, to sort of practical truths, things like um, gratitude, being grateful for what we have, and gratitude is an action word, or things like noticing beauty everywhere in roadside weeds or whatever, um, the uh, appreciation for enlightened men, if you will. We live in a, a world of uh, where men are, are just doing a lot of really amazing things 
from an emotional perspective as well, I think, and that gets missed sometimes. Um, just everything. It's, there are 365 mm-hmm. passages, honoring your body, learning about posture and standing up well. There, none of it is really rocket science, that's for sure, but all of it is very designed to connect in at a heart level. So it's just the truth. It's kind of like I said, the, some of the feedback I've gotten is that it feels like I'm speaking directly to the reader. And I think a lot of that is because it's, I'm sharing my own personal experience. These, this book is the accumulation of, of a year or more of my own life and, and just recognizing on a daily basis what was important to me and what triggered me and, and those sorts of things and what really helped me get through it and, and learning to let go and how we can't control other people and all the useful practical tips that are just important to be reminded of on a daily basis taking deep breaths, all those things. So that's a little bit about daily enlightenments. And I do have a, a blog that I continue to write on a daily basis. I, I have, I don't, I don't even know, I've been doing it for five years or something now or more. And uh, it, it continues on with the same theme. So that's something that can be accessed through my website, which again was pragmaticaction.com. Um, the Art of Good Habits is, it's a, it's a, it's a small but powerful book. It's really, it's jam-packed with stuff, with information, with tools, with practical insights, uh, and it's really designed to be very user-friendly. It, it's a progressive journey, if you will. It starts the, the when you said the title, um, it didn't quite get it right. It's The Art of Good Habits, Health love, presence, and prosperity. So the book is divided into four parts. The first part is health, and health was the one that I dealt with first because I think it's the first place where we can really make changes and see almost immediate results by just making little shifts in our behavior, really, our actions. And the the primary focus of the first section has to do with uh, food and attitude and a little bit on movement and exercise and the body and the appreciation of the body and moving the body. So these are subjects about which I talk for a long time, truthfully, because I, I'm passionate about all of it. So the, the food subject is really the result of my own learning from what I talked about last time. I had tremendous food dysfunction. I really overate sweets on a daily basis. I just had an ongoing sort of binge, this... Um, deprivation and permissiveness cycle, which I think so many of us struggle with because of diets and fad diets and all this stuff, and we all want different bodies than the bodies we have. And so the idea is that we are, and I think we attach morality to the way that we eat, so we're either really good because we're eating everything we're supposed to be eating, or ooh, we were really bad last night because I chowed down on a huge hot fudge sundae and ate every bite of it, Um, or whatever it is. And so we attach all of this morality to it. And it's, it's, it becomes so convoluted and overcomplicated that way. When If we can learn to really just trust ourselves to eat what we want to eat when we're, and stop when we're full, I talk uh, in one section about the voice within. We have a very clear voice within that always tells us when we've had enough to eat. And most of us just blow right past it and just keep on eating because there's still food on our plate or whatever. But if we can learn to listen to that voice within, 
the book is full of, of exercises. So there's a passage sort of for discussion, and then there is a practical exercise, and then a passage for discussion and a practical exercise. And they're all designed to really tune us all into eating more mindfully, to how we fill our place, to the choices that we're making. I don't get into a it's it's real it's not a diet book by any or a diet section in a book by any stretch and it's not, I really don't make any food recommendations other than you know lean proteins and I mean I make some suggestions but they're general and there's some information in there on you know what is the whole discussion on carbs and whatnot so some of it is very practical from that perspective but basically each section of the book health love presence and prosperity is divided into um, two chapters and so the first chapter kind of sets it up and it's a discussion. And then the second chapter is all about into action, into creating new habits. So in the first section on food, there's uh, it's food, but again, it's also talking about our attitude towards life. And I think we have a tendency to look at things as either being good or bad as opposed to not necessarily knowing, being more neutral, being more able to just look at them as they are with open possibilities. So bringing a neutral mindset to things. You, you, that's um, amazing. Can I just interject? You, you've hit on something that we bring up with our audience all the time. And and diet is one of these things that, that always hits up on, on our show. And that you raise some very key points that we bring up all the time. Is that um, key point that I get from basically what your book is about, especially the food section and the exercise section, and we've tried to explain to our audience, uh, you hit the key point, which is listen to what your body is, how to listen to what your body Your body tells you exactly what it needs all the time. It's a matter of how do you learn to listen to what your body, how do you learn those skills. And I think that's what your book actually is very good at doing is that it teaches people how to listen to what, you know, forget what the dietician says. Forget what everybody in the world's told you what to do. Forget what the commercials are on television. Because your body actually knows exactly what it needs. What you need to be made aware of, your conscious mind has to be taught how to recognize what your subconscious mind is telling you it needs. And that's, that's the whole gist of how this book is laid out. They're the examples of it. Like, you know, there is no such thing as good food or bad food. I've hyped a million and one times on this show about how horrible my diet is, if you to look at it from a nutritionist standpoint. But from the way I'm built and the way my metabolism works and, and the way I, I work out and the types of things I do, my diet is exactly balanced for the type of life I live. And I think that's... that's I, think, I, I think what's so, what has been so true for me and key for me is that what is problematic is whatever is creating a problem. So if there are things that are causing me some of that guilt and shame I was talking about before, uh, so if every time after I, you know, chow down to an entire bin of, you know, Ben and Jerry's ice cream or something like that, if after I do that I feel, you know, kind of like fat and sick and guilty and ugh, sure. then that's sure. that's something I need to look at because there's yeah. something dysfunctional there. I'm not serving myself. So I think it's, uh, I agree with what you're saying, but I, I do think that there are also um, feeding, nurturing ourselves. I mean, it's a very loving and caring journey and tied into it is also um, the necessity to look at some of our limiting beliefs in terms of believing that we're worth it, uh, believing that our bodies are beautiful because of, of their functionality rather than their, you know, dress size or their pants size or whatever. 
And so there's that element to the celebration of the body and how it feels and learning to make that connection. And so it's, as I said, it's all, it's very straightforward. It's very practical. Um, and, and it's, it's easy to follow and hopefully very sort of step-by-step. And, and hopefully at the end of that first section, one will feel as if they have very clear um, steps that they can take to change anything that feels uncomfortable for them in the way that they're relating to either food or their body. There's an exercise on the body appreciation. Also, you know, I, as I said before, I, I work in a gym, you know, and I work with people, and one of the things that I learn with everyone I work with is everybody, as you were saying, is um, very is unique and different, and so it likes to move in different ways. Some bodies like to um, sort of shorten explosive movements, but others are much more about lengthening and stretching. And, and so learning our own bodies and how our bodies like to move, people get this mindset that exercise is something painful and, you know, you have to get all these special clothes and go to the gym and it's a big ordeal. But the truth is it can be as simple as putting on music you love and dancing around in your living room and enjoying the movement of your body and the rising of circulation. And it's just, uh, it's, 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 a, it's beautiful. All this is really about, I mean, it comes back down to sort of learning to love and appreciate your living being. Um, and, and that life force that you were talking about before. And so it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's not a diet. I, I realized when I first published this book that there were some people that were resistant to the title, The Art of Good Habits, because they kind of, I think, felt like, that's not for me, because I can't admit that I have bad habits or something. I don't know. It was interesting to see the way that people yeah. responded to it. Like, they yeah. were, they felt uncomfortable giving it to people because they didn't want to sort of insult people. And I thought, no, no, you're totally missing the point because it's not about that at all. This is there is nothing about this book that is in any way um, judgmental or criticized. It's just about, you know, own your power, claim your power, and uh, develop automatic behaviors that you don't even have to think about that are going to serve you greatly and make you feel um, love for yourself and pleasure in your life. Uh, it's really that simple. And that kind of actually is a good segue into the second section, which is about love. And I think we have a tendency to really misunderstand that as well. And in our culture, it's just, it's not taught as, as a way of being. We're never taught that we're supposed to sort of, I mean, we're supposed to be good Samaritans and all that, but we're never really taught that if we want to experience love, we have to learn how to be loving. Instead, it's kind of like, you know, watch Cinderella and then go out in the world and find your Prince Charming or your princess. And and so I think we get on this sort of like hunt for love and intimacy, like we're going to find some other who's going to complete us. And the the whole point of the, the love section has to do with the spiritual principle of willingness, which is all about if you want to experience more love in your life, you have to grow the energy of love in your life. And you do that by expressing your love for everything. You know, I love my warm, cozy socks. I love my first cup of coffee in the morning. I love the feel of winter sunshine on my face like that. car window. You know, <laughs> All of that, just building that loving Appreciation. Appreciation yes. and gratitude. Yes. Yeah, and that, and those come play into the other sections, actually, um, of, you know, um, gratitude and appreciation is all tied up with prosperity, because if sure. we want to feel prosperous, then we have to uh, appreciate what we have. Um, one of, and I think sometimes 
again, I shared this in my story last week, which is the this idea that I say, and I think a lot of people feel this way, that if we only had a certain amount of money, then we would be happy. But the truth no. is that money doesn't, that's not what money is. Prosperity is a feeling of um, abundance, and it's a feeling of appreciation. And when we feel abundantly blessed, then we're generous, and we're able to be generous with others, and that's what grows this whole feeling of prosperity prosperity in our lives. So that's really where the gratitude plays into this book. I mean, obviously, it's that same idea of that whole Russian golfing and the onions and everything else. It's like one thing's connected to another, to another, to another, yes, and you is. can't separate them. So you have to have love and appreciation for your body in order to feel um you know, prosperous in a way. There's a question that I ask to some of my audiences, and I, I, I just find it a powerful question, so I'll share it with your audience, which is, um, would you sell your eyesight for a million dollars? And, you know, obviously the answer to that question is most likely and pretty quickly, absolutely not. And mm-hmm. then you have to think about it a little bit, well, why not? I mean, a million dollars is a lot of money. In many scenarios, we say if only we have a million dollars, then all our problems would be solved. But here, if you were offered to trade them for your eyesight, but that really cues into what really has value. Um, and it ties us back into the body and into the body appreciation, which is, you know, this our eyesight. It's how we see. It's how we see colors and, and people's faces and smiles and innuendos and, and all of these things that are beautiful to see, nature and animals. and I mean, it's incredible. As you can tell, I mean, you get me going on this stuff, and I'm, I'm kind of unstoppable <laughs> because I'm so enthusiastic about all of it because it's just it's yeah. all connected and it's so exciting. And so then, of course, that, that whole loving piece of it, too, I think there's another part of the loving part that's really important to mention, which is in terms of setting boundaries because yes. being a you know recovering people pleaser, I was one who would never say no to anyone for anything and ended up in this sort of martyristic, martyred position of poor me, I do everything for everyone. And it was because I was no good at setting boundaries. And so there's a section in that section about, you know, how important it is to learn to set boundaries and how that is, uh, it's our our job and our responsibility and it's a way of taking care of ourselves. It's a way of protecting ourselves. And so it's loving. I think people think if they say no that they're not being... Uh, giving or caring or something like that. But in truth, sometimes saying no is the most loving thing we can do for others as well as ourselves. And so that's also part of it. And it's um, the loving section is divided the same way where there's a discussion about sort of, you know, what are your limiting beliefs in terms of love? What did you grow up with? What is the What was modeled to you from a loving perspective? And how can you shift that uh, belief system within you because it has to shift a little bit in order to feel that you're deserving of love or whatever, possibly. Maybe it doesn't need to shift and you just have to um, open the door a little bit more. Some people are afraid to even use the word love because they think it's only reserved for that special someone that they're going to say, I love you too. Hell, I love everybody, you know. It's like, yeah. I mean, not <laughs> I, I spread my love because I feel it and I yeah. see it and I, I have... I love my clients, you know, and I love my children and I love my dog and I just, I, as I said before, you know, I love the mountains and I, I, and when it's I... It's even, it's even more important, you know, I love the people I don't necessarily like. Right? I mean, <laughs> it, it's... it's, it's there are times when I'm better at that than others. Yeah. But, but the thing I'm is, sure the thing is, difficult. love is a statement of, is, is, a, is a condition of being. Right. And so here's the nature of that being is I don't necessarily like you all. Well, Therefore, I like you in that. I love you in that way. It does. There's nothing derogatory about it. It's just I'd rather not be around you, or I don't really want to be that close a friend with you. I still love you, 
you know, I, I, I don't want to wish any harm come to you, right? right? Which is the essence of what love is. <laughs> we encounter people like that all the time. Yeah, but you know, the, the reality is, is that love is really a, an expression of ourselves. And so when I'm in a loving space, I love everything and everyone that's, right. that's around that's me. And right. I'm able to love those that are there being hostile and everything, too. I can feel love for them because I, I feel compassion for them. But when I'm in a space where I'm feeling um, put upon or self-pity or in that martyred state or whatever, then it's very difficult for me. Yeah. Um, because I'm blocked to love. And that's something else that comes up a lot in the book is the importance of clearing blocks. Because blocks to love come up regularly. We're triggered by stuff from our past. And then all of a sudden we can't we access it. It's almost like a gate that shuts. And so there's there's part of talking about that as well. And um, But it is absolutely a state of being. But it's one that is not absolute, at least not for me. It comes and it goes. It comes and it goes. And obviously the love is still within me when I feel blocked to it. It's just that I'm blocked. So then I have to learn forgiveness and self-forgiveness and all this other stuff. So there's yeah. a process for working through that. I told you this book is jam-packed. It's got all this it stuff really in it. is. And then, and then there's this section which we haven't really touched on too much, which has to do with time, which has to do with the appreciation of the cyclical and organic nature of time, sunup to sundown, seasonally. We live in this such a fast-paced world. It is dizzying at times. And we miss, I think, we miss the subtle uh, cyclical. That's the word I can think of. It's just so natural, and it's so, uh, it supports us. But we think it's our enemy. We think we have to, you know, race against time and beat time and, and kill time and all of these expressions that we have in regards to time. And I used to think, and I, I, get, I go there still sometimes, you know, that I'm going to run out of time, but I don't have enough time. I don't have time to do all the things that I want to do and blah, blah, blah. But the truth is, if we've come into alignment with our true self and all that, then everything that we're doing is an expression of our love. And again, it all connects into everything else. And so it's all choices, and it's all what we want to do. And if we don't like it, we can change it. But time has our back. Even if we don't realize it, it's there. It, it's a, it's, um, it allows for the unfolding process of our own personal evolution. Uh, I mentioned before that I have 21-year-old twins, a boy and a girl, and Nick and Sienna. And they had, were premature when they were born, not horribly so, but, you know, four and five pounds. And they have gone from those tiny, 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 tiny infants to these strapping, you know, young adults. And, I mean, my son is like, I think he's 6'2", 212 pounds. I mean, he's a big strapping guy. My daughter is 5'10". She's beautiful. And I never saw them grow. I never saw them change. It just happened. It happened. Mm -hmm. And I'm growing and changing in that same way. And we all are. And so it's about that nice learning to love our routines and learning to love the cyclical nature of our lives. And so mornings, ah, morning energy, isn't it beautiful? This is morning. And then noontime, you know, which has a totally different energy than the morning. And then evening, dusk, and then nighttime in the middle of the night in that early morning hour, 2, 3 a.m. Mm -hmm. All of these times have gifts. And it's about, uh, I think, that sense of prosperity and feeling at one with time and everything else is learning to really just open to the gifts of the moment, you know, to the, and, and, of course, a lot of the whole time section of presence section also has to do with presence, with being in the moment and not getting uh, caught up in the future with fear or hung up in the past with regret and just being uh, in the moment, enjoying 
what's happening, enjoying the rhythm, knowing that it's going to change because the rhythm is constantly changing and it carries us sort of like the ocean. It's just, it's constantly carrying us, carrying us, carrying us. And we think we're racing against it and everything, but really we're just being carried. And uh, so there's all that too. So there's a lot of gems in there, I think, truthfully. It really is. And uh, yeah. it, was a, it was an incredibly... Uh, healing, I guess, in some ways, spiritual in some ways, just evolutionary process for me to write the book and rewrite it and work with it and kind of get it to the point where it is now. And uh, and even when I go back and read it still, I, I, I've, I've felt a little bit at times that I think it was hard to lead with the whole food section because for people who feel like they don't have any issues with food or whatever, it's kind of like, yeah, yeah, I know all this. I don't need to be bothered with this. And, you know, if someone feels that way, fine. Skip the first section. Go to the next one. Um, but And because I don't want people to feel like, well, it's not for me because I don't have that issue. I personally think we can all use to just raise our awareness on every level in regard to all of these topics. But... You know, if food, if you're someone's totally comfortable with food, then by all means, you know, skim it or whatever, and then move on to the next. Because there's, I really think there's some valuable stuff in the the section on prosperity and and the section on presence and the section on love. And I really feel as if all of this was gifted to me, and I, you know, I have gifted it to the world. And what happens to it now is not. Here we go, getting choked up again. It's not. It has nothing to do with me at this point. It's it was, just it out was there. You're All doing. I can do is just say, check it out, check it out, because it came from something way beyond me, way bigger than me, and this is just what I've been able to present. And there's so many books out there in the world. There's so many choices and everything. Just, you know, it, it, it won't just pick it up. If it, if it resonates in any way, just pick it up, check it out, and maybe it will open a door and um, or whatever. And so anyway, that's. That's and what, Natalie, give us, what I have give, us, give us the name of the book again, the full name. The full name of the book is The Art of Good Habits, Health, Love, Presence, and Prosperity. And can they get that on your website, Natalie? Yes. If, if someone goes to my website, which once again is pragmaticaction.com, oh, there are links to everything. There's a link to my blog. There's a link to buy the books, both of them. Um, and I'm actually in the process of launching a YouTube video channel, so I'll be live on video here this oh, month, right March, later this month. And I have uh, I have this online conscious living community, which I've just recently founded, and that is really kind of fascinating. And if that resonates with people, there's a little bit of information on that as well on the contact us page. So, and can they get there. that? Can they get that on your website too? The blog. Well, what what they have to do is send me an email if, if you want to participate. It's a it's a it's a very um, it's a closed group, and so we ha you know it's just it's kind of someone has to genuinely show that they're interested. No one can just oh, kind of okay. come on and check it out. Right. Um, but if someone if it appeals to someone again, speaks to someone, resonates, it's a it's really designed as a support, communication, celebration forum for people that are interested in conscious living, and it's it's growing slowly and organically, and that's sort of the way that I think it needs to grow. And so again, if it appeals to anyone who's listening, by all means, just send me an email, and I'll add you to the group, and you can check it out. And Very as you cool. think, um, so so that that is that's a fantastic possibility for some of our listeners who are very interested in this, and I'm sure everyone is because everyone is on their own journey. Absolutely. 
so it is very it's a very emotional thing that you are talking about it is very it is pragmatic what you already mentioned and i think we all can learn from your journey because we're all on our own journeys and gratitude and, 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 yeah and, and in a way, you know, I mean, and again, as I was saying before, the way that it's all interconnected, it just comes home to me so solidly that, you know, my journey is your journey, your journey is my journey. It's all, it's all one. We're all, we all are challenged as human beings with, with suffering, with all these things that we have to deal with, with feeding ourselves, with staying healthy, with loving and relating and communicating to other human beings. All of this, these are like, these are just human realities. And so it's all, we can learn from each other. That's one of the things that's so that's exciting why we're here. about this site. Yeah. We're here to learn the, all the, of this. And the suffering that uh, a lot of us go through, we learn from that as well. And that's how come, and you have another book too. Tell us about the other book. Well, the other book I talked about a little bit in the beginning, which is the um, the Daily Enlightenments, which is the daily um you know, uh, the spiritual reflections for grounding. Mm -hmm. I talked about that a little bit in the right. beginning. I'm well, figuring we're close out of time. Are we not close out of time? <laughs> we're getting there. Well, There's another thing, too, is that uh, people that have come to the, to the show from the website, from uh, the Self-Discovery Radio website, the links to buy the latest book is there as well. Uh, okay. And I believe they're also both available through Amazon as well. Yes, um, Absolutely. So Absolutely. the link from our page will take you directly to Amazon. So if you want to pick up the latest book, uh, the links are there on our webpage. You can just click on the link on the page, take you right to Amazon, order your copy directly from there. And all the other information, there's links to take back to Nathalie's sites. Um, so you can learn more about her from that as well, from our own, own web pages. And on those web pages as well, uh, there's a form at the bottom of it. So if you have any questions you'd like to have us forward on to Natalie so she can answer them, just use the form and send them off to us. And uh, Natalie will be more than happy to answer them. It's actually Natalie. It's a silent H. It's crazy French spelling, so it's just regular old Natalie. Natalie? Okay. That's seven H. <laughs> yes. We, we were wondering about that, <laughs> how to yes. pronounce it. Yeah, no, it's yeah. just regular. It's Natalie. Great. Well, Natalie, you are absolutely a delight. We are Thank so... You very honored to have you on our show and Thank to you. tell our audience about what you do and what you're all about and that was just a sensational interview with you and so we we absolutely salute you for what you. you have been through and Thank what you, you could have I, could I share just a brief quote to just end with? Definitely. Okay, this is a, this is a quote um, from Walt Whitman. It's from Song of Myself. It's uh, one that I just love. Long have you timidly waited, holding a plank by the shore. Now I will you to be a bold swimmer, to jump off in the midst of the sea, rise again, nod to me, shout, and laughingly dash with your hair. I love that one. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. And we all need to be bold swimmers. Yes, absolutely. So it's been a pleasure. I thank you both so much for the opportunity. It's our been pleasure. our pleasure. And with that, Natalie Herman and her fantastic book with her website, which is Pragmatic Action. Pragmatic Action. Yeah, PragmaticAction.com. And this is 
Bill Mackey, Smoking Dog, and Suma Nathan at AgingListForYou.com, or Aging, yes, that's it, <laughs> signing off for today. And remember, the most important factor is you. Again, blessings to everyone. Have a fabulous week, and we will talk again next week.